happy. Like, so well-deserved. And I loved how much uh, credit she gave her her co-star. And they said that they're – he said that they've done a play before and that they're going to do um, some more work together soon. So I'm very excited about whatever that is. Oh, same. Same, same, I mean, same. Basically, I love that I got to witness Phoebe Waller-Bridge a little bit before the climax of her popularity. Her ascent. Her ascent into greatness. But yeah, it's fantastic. Um, we didn't do Emmy, Emmy predictions, though, this year. We were just too busy with life. Yeah, we didn't. I and you um, know who, I, who did I, win as well? My boy Craig Mazin for Chernobyl. I was thinking my boy Bill Hader for Barry. Well, okay. Ah, ah because because we are doing the it. Look yes, we you. are doing the it. Um, so after I watched all of Barry this mm-hmm. week, like I, I had watched the pilot and then I had stopped. And sure. I watched all of Barry. And obviously I've, I watched it too. And I've been watching a lot of interviews with him. And Dan, I think I might be in love with Bill Hader. Of all the former SNL cast, um, this I give my strongest blessing. Oh. Outside of Tina Fey, obviously. I mean, yeah, but she... I'm just not even close to being what she wants. I've no. You're no too, musical you're too talent. <laughs> Every score I've ever tried to write has been crap. Um, so, Dan. So, Adair. Full spoilers from here on out. Yeah, both for It Chapter 2 and the uh, the novel by a coked-up Stephen King. Yeah, um, I got to say, the weirdest thing about Secret Weapon Productions is sometimes I will open up my browser and shit like this pops up. Yeah. For those of you who can't see it, so everyone else listening, it is a screenshot from an episode of Star Trek The Next Generation there appears to be a black ooze monster. I legit, after the most recent episode of The Next Generation, or The Met Generation, I legit, after the most recent episode of The Met Generation, want to watch that episode. I'm glad. I also want to drink that drink. It sounded salty and delicious. I wrote down, I wrote down the recipe and texted it to Cameron. Adorable. Right. I'm just picking up my uh, It Chapter 2 on my phone just so I can reference names. There was mm-hmm. a director on here uh, that was in the first scene. He's a, a, he's a decent, um, a decently popular director, but it was his first like acting. It looked like it was his first acting gig. Xavier Dolan. Mm-hmm, but he's mm-hmm. gonna he's gonna be he's directing that new Kit Harrington movie which I'm waiting for it to load and then I can tell you what it is oh I didn't realize he was in Bad Times at the El Royale so he has acted before but he's about to direct um, The Death and Life of Jonathan M. F. John F. Donovan which is the new it, like Kit Harrington's first movie after after Thrones G.O.T. Um, gotcha. But yeah, it's like it's Jason, Jacob Tremblay's in it, Natalie Portman, um, oh, Kit wow. Harrington, Susan Sarandon. It's like a big, big names. Um, and it looks. I'm, I'm not really a hundred percent sure what it's about, but he was he was the guy that died at the beginning. The spoilers start now. 
I like that they they uh, substituted racism with homophobia. Yeah, I guess because hate is all a uh, hate is almost as powerful as fear. And racism's over. We, well, I mean, Green Book won the Oscar, so we cured it. We cured racism, guys. Yeah. Um, so we are embarking on It Chapter 2. If you're curious about our feelings on It Chapter 1, go back two years in episodes, and you will, and you will see it. Oh, shit. Is this the I, first time we've been able to do a sequel? Yeah, I think so. I mean, not counting the MCU. Yeah. Because we did I both mean, Avengers. But yeah, I believe. Most recent Avengers movies. Yeah, I believe our It Chapter 1 episode is called Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Mm-hmm. That sounds Something about like right. that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, if you want to check it out. It's about two years ago. Like, roughly. But I my hopes were high because the chemistry of those kids was bananas, and Bill Skarsgård was amazing. And so I came into this. I went to that movie alone. I went with a very active audience. So there was a lot of talking, there were a lot of opinions, and it was clear most of the people had either not seen the first movie or also not had any backstory from like the the uh Tim Curry version or the had read the book because and it made me realize this actually could have been a very confusing movie for some people. Having uh Was that have- wine? Did you just down that wine? No, no. I would never drink wine that quickly. That was cognac. Um, <laughs> I was just very impressed with how quickly you did that. It looked smooth. <laughs> it was. Having read the book, um, I got confused. <laughs> it was so. Yeah. Well, you've heard that there's like apparently a six-hour supercut, right? You've heard this. Yes. So the director has talked about this six-hour supercut. And I was like, oh, man, there must be all this extra stuff. But after seeing the movie, I'm like, I mean, where's the plot? Like, if you didn't have the plot, there's so much that got left out that I'm like, is it in the supercut? Or if not, is it just more of this bananas, like everyone's off on their own? And that's probably my biggest issue with this movie is the losers are not together very much. There's one scene, which was an amazing scene. Mm-hmm. Um, the and it Chinese, is in the book as well. The, the Chinese the restaurant's great. That Chinese restaurant scene was amazing. And it gave me such hope. And then they just were like never together again. I'll tell you right now, to, I'll tip my hand as far as my rewrite goes. But after I saw this movie, my wife asked me what I thought. And I said, I cannot wait until I see them remake this as a 10 episode miniseries. I think that will be, I, and honestly, that's what's funny is I was thinking the same thing, that this is something that needs to be a series. Like yeah. It, like, that's the only way, especially with Stephen King, like, it's really the only way you can give proper homage to what he's done. Although his, I mean, his cameo was weird and wonderful. <laughs> That I did, I did absolutely love. Yeah, His cameo I was, was a goddamn like delight. Because I, I had heard that there, was a, uh, there were a few interesting cameos, mainly directors, but um, uh, that was a great cameo. That was really fun. Mm-hmm. And, but I, 
And I love, I wish they, I got that the kids got older real quick. Like mm-hmm. they were in that, that spot of they're growing up and they're growing up fast. So film yeah. them now. And so I get that they didn't do a lot with them because, I mean, their de-aging did not look good. Um, yeah. So I get that, but that was that was a that was a huge issue. Is I think you need to. Uh, that that's actually, I mean, not to skip ahead, but my rewrite. One of the big things was I thought if it was going to be filmed, it needed to be filmed altogether. Yeah. yeah. Because I think there's so much about the chemistry of the characters that's important, and reflecting back on that, that's the only way some of those characters were likable to me. Yeah. Was to go back. Although I do feel like they gave some some proper uh, care with Stanley. Stanley's a hard character. He's like he was a hard in the first one, and he's hard in this one. But I do feel like they gave him some element of an ending that I liked. Yeah, I think Stanley is shortchanged in discussions of it because. He obviously does not make it to adulthood. He kills himself. Well, he makes, I mean, it, he to makes it to adulthood, but he doesn't make it to the adult reunion of the Losers Club. Um, and That's a rough scene. Yeah, and, you know, it is about a lot of things, but it's primarily about friendship. Um, mm-hmm. Pretty beautiful quote about it that I have quoted on this episode, uh, not on this episode, but on this show, and made a fun appearance in the final scene. It was what uh, James McAvoy was writing on his laptop. You know, they're neither good friends or bad friends, that whole shtick. Anyways, um, it's about friendship. It's about getting older. And Stan serves a really good function in that some people don't make it. And some people you do lose. And uh, he served he served that function well. And I think the the kid who plays him, um, I want to give credit where credit is due. His name is uh, Wyatt Olaf. Does a great job. He does a really great job. Yeah, and those flashbacks of like his bar mitzvah and stuff. Mm-hmm. I thought they were really good. Yeah, um, that was really yeah, good. I I feel like they he was a really great casting i think that's a hard character to play mm-hmm. i i count it to when i was i'm gonna make it about me of course hold on a second uh when i was in high school i had to play mary warren in the crucible mary warren is a very cowardly character and she's very divisive and for a lot of people because she's put in a shitty situation but she's also a fucking coward mm-hmm. <laughs> like she 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 screws a lot of people over and the protagonist dies because she's not strong enough. And that was a really hard thing to do. And so not saying that this is that was in any way the same thing, but I know that like it is it's not always fun to play the person who's timid and the person who's scared. And so but I think they did actually do a pretty good job with that. I think there are a few smaller characters that they did a good job, although I, there's there's a lot more questions than answers that I felt after this film. Mm-hmm. And uh, I tend to agree with you there. I think another another keen example um, would be Ben. I think that they did some good work with Ben in the first movie. They mm-hmm. really laid excellent groundwork. And they executed on some of it. 
and they executed okay on some of it. Um, but I think, obviously, his transformation from child to adult is a big part of his character. But I didn't think the actor who played the adult version of Ben had quite the same earnestness as child Ben and didn't seem to be carrying around quite as many scars, like literally and figuratively. Yeah, he seemed weirdly well adjusted and I get that they yeah. all had a series they all had amnesia which I'm really frustrated that they they just sort of tossed that whole amnesia when you leave dairy to the side but uh and it's just like like well they, they just hand waved they were like oh well you you don't you you have amnesia and now you don't <laughs> it's like why do I have this like weird scar tattoo like thing on my stomach like don't remember any of the traumatic things that happened. So, I mean, that irritated me a little bit because it was just, they were just like, yeah, 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 no, like, you know, you know, you guys know, right? Like, you yeah. get amnesia when you leave dairy. And it's like, no, I did like, no. So I kind of assumed that all these characters that seemed a little bit more light and breezy, uh, once the, they remember, like, they all had, like, these visceral reactions when... They got the call to come back. Obviously, one of them kills himself. One of them starts vomiting. One of them gets in a car accident. Like, that, that kind of stuff. Like, there's there's a lot. But, and, like, obviously, James McAvoy's character, like, gets his stutter back. And so I assumed that with him that all that baggage would be coming back. But he just sort of seemed, like, kind of, kind of breezy and like he obviously had his encounter with Pennywise which was you know I felt that this the one-on-one -on -one encounters with Pennywise we did it in the first movie we don't need to do it again that is like my biggest like irritation and one of the biggest things I would cut um mm -hmm. I'm, I guess I'm just rewriting as I'm going through this that was an irritation and that was the only time I kind of felt like there was some timidness with him uh even like when he was like getting buried alive didn't really seem like he was scared. Like he was like, yeah. I don't like this, but it just seemed like he was like, it was what it was. And I got that like he was supposed to be stronger and everything, but I wanted some of that baggage. I wanted some of that insecurity. It didn't really feel like it was insecure. It felt bashful. Bashful mm. is actually, I think, how I would describe yeah. his character. Yeah. Yeah. But not timid, not with baggage, like none of that. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think we there's there's a lot of either simplification, um, with, or unnecessary change. I think there are kind of two two systemic things we run up um, against in this. Uh, I think another good example would be to look at Mike, who. I'm very glad I was worried after the first movie because they had been doing so much historical research and whatnot. I was worried they were switching him and Mike's roles. Mm -hmm. um, but instead, they just gave away a big part of him in the first movie and then had him reclaim that mantle of historian here in the second. But some changes that they made to him 
were an attempt to simplify some things. In the book, Mike does all this research and you have chapters where he is, you're reading either his diary or his recollection of talking to his grandfather in the hospital, mm-hmm. getting all these old stories about dairy. And one of them was when the Black Spot, which was the all black officers club at the army base, was burned down by um, a fictionalized version of the KKK and Pennywise was there and they locked everyone inside. Mm-hmm. Um, and they tried to take that moment, which is really powerful and visceral, and make it about his parents being crackheads. Mike grew up on a farm in the book and was like a homeschooled Seventh-day Adventist kid. That was why he was an outsider. He lived outside of town, literally. Yeah. And when and- they did that whole scene... And they showed like the newspaper clipping and stuff. I'm like, did I miss something? Because I really didn't get that that was what his backstory was in no. the first movie, and that was being that being his fear. Like right. that didn't that was not clear, and I I just felt like that was sort of a crackheads. And we got crackheads. And, and, and Mike and Mike. Yeah, it was. <clears throat> um, I felt like Mike was sort of the afterthought. They're like, oh yeah, loose ends, loose ends. Parents are crackheads. It's unfortunate because the whole reason king in his coked up delirium when he wrote this had mike be the one who remembered is because of the historical significance of african americans and inherited trauma and trauma period and having a memory for trauma and it was a you know a very king who doesn't yeah it was a very conscious choice and king is not like a race relations writer but I, he made he made a good choice there, I think, by all accounts, and it just sometimes his choices make no sense, but that one made sense. That one made sense. Um, well, let me be clear. I had a good time at this movie. I'm just being very nitpicky because I care about this property. Same, same, same. I, I mean, I enjoyed myself. I screamed a little bit or mm-hmm. hid in my my sweater. It was scary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there were good moments. I think. Although, wait, does so does does it? kill adults now like that was one of my questions because from my recollection the the whole like adrian thing was an interesting way to start the film but Mm -hmm. that seemed totally off base in killing an adult um late teens early 20s in the novel um yeah it was like it was a you know he he felt a little old for that crime um I think, but hate crimes. Yeah, right. I think there's there's a lot of use in who's who's susceptible and who who can be made the most fearful, like the, the innocence you, of the world kind of thing. Right. There is a uh, there are perspective chapters in it from its perspective, and it's the taste of fear that is what's so succulent and incredible and this you know crazy fucking space spider thing has stayed on earth for millennia because fear is something it hadn't really experienced in the pre-dawn of the cosmos when it existed like it's an insane book but it takes 1100 pages to indoctrinate you with its insanity Mm -hmm. and you get comfortable with it and okay with it and you settle in like there's 
Like Beverly's abusive husband follows her back to Derry. Yeah, I remember reading that. Yeah, Mike's wife. Uh, um, sorry, not Mike. Bill's wife too. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of doesn't Bill's wife die? Doesn't she get killed? <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of and she had like yeah. a scene. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of complication, and there's a lot of added turmoil and death, and instead we got. Native Americans and Space Monster and like... Although I did appreciate the trailer led me to believe they were going to change his origin story. Yes. Its origin story. And they, I mean, they did, but they didn't do it to the extreme that I thought. I thought they were going to have it be that Bill, uh, Bill Scar... Because you see Bill Scarsgard in that one right. scene and him like cutting his face and stuff and you think like some guy went, was like possessed or something and became yeah. that. But really, that wasn't, that was just like him fucking with her. But, right. But I did, I, I liked that, I did like that scene weirdly. That, no, that, that was a was, good scene. That part was super scary. I mean, I wish they hadn't taken so much of it in the trailer, although mm-hmm. that was one of the scariest trailers I have ever seen in my yeah. life. Mm-hmm. I liked that they didn't do that. Right. And that scene itself was really interesting. And I liked that scene. I would have kept that as a standalone scene, but most of the others I would not have. Well, and I think I think that we do get a mix of good and bad. Like mm-hmm. my wild card for this for this particular film was James Ranson's depiction of Eddie. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, he was great. I was not yeah, expecting that at all. Yeah, he actually is my wild card, all. too. Oh, look at that. Yeah, look at us having the same wild card. Um, yeah, he was... I haven't really seen him in anything, like, to my recollection. But he... One, he looks a crazy amount like the young Eddie. Um, hold on. Hold on. Jack Dylan Grazer. Yes, Jack Dylan Grazer. I was like, he's in everything right now. Why am I not remembering his name? I loved him in Shazam, too. Right. Um, who, he was an amazing actor. And so, like, and, but he was such a big personality in that. And so to have them. And also, I loved that, that tip of the hat where they had the same actress play his mom and his wife. Mm-hmm. That was great. I was just like, ah, Yes. Fantastic. I guess you're just always going to be uh, in a Munchausen by proxy relationship. And he did such a nice, they both, both actors did such a nice job. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did, despite um, the short time that I had with, um, with the adult version, um, I really, really was sad when Eddie died. I was yeah. super sad. I agree. Like, yeah. that was really... And uh, what's unfortunate is, like, I knew with, like, when he was like, I killed it. I killed him. I'm like, oh, now you're going to get killed. Mm-hmm. Like, right now. Like, right now, it's going to... Ha- you're going to get impaled. You're going to get full-on yeah. impaled by one of those, like, oh, you know. It was, it was a predictable moment, but it still hurt. It still hurt. Mm-hmm. But I think what hurt the most... Was being so close. Yeah, but also... Mm-hmm. Well, that, I was thinking Bill Hader's reaction. Uh, yeah. Richie's reaction was devastating. Bill Hader's um, entire portrayal is devastating. Yeah, but I will I will get to that because I'm saving him for last. Cause can we just agree he is he is the character in this. Like I thought it was gonna be McAvoy, maybe Skarsgard. It was him. 
it, and which was surprising. Yeah. I no. did not go in. I I went in very much thinking like, oh, he's going to it's going to be fun cuz he kind of looks like him and he kind of acts like that character too, so that's great. But this is not the time. Um no, but yeah, he was a great wild card. Um but that brings me to my my disappointment, which was Jessica Chastain. Um yeah. because I was so excited. She looks so much like uh Sophia, I believe is the actress's name in uh who plays the Young Beverly. That's weird, like, calling them because they were the originals. But, um, yeah, Sophia Lillis, who, you know, is having a, having a hot minute there. Yeah. Uh, but she, she looks so much like her. It was hard because they don't share a lot about who she is other than she's in an abusive relationship. And I feel like her character was more nuanced than that. And I think it's, you know, it's an interesting element to her that she's literally, she and Eddie both are literally in relationships with worse versions of like their parents. But um, I wanted to see more of that, like more of the why, the who, the how, the what, like. Yeah, carrying that with you. Because she's a strong character. And like the interesting thing is they're all successful. And so, obviously, like, and, like, you look at the house and stuff, like, okay, like, she's doing well and everything, but there's this thing, but it's never discussed again. It's clear she leaves him, but, like, never discussed. It's just this moment. And I I guess for me, it bothers me that she, she came out of the first movie so strong, and I wanted to understand how she ended back into that without, yeah. you know you should be able to feel some sort of catharsis in it without it being, you know, spelled out for you or reading the book. Like I, that's how I feel about it. And I guess my biggest irritation was I felt like she was just there and just like, she's like, I'm just going to kiss Bill. I'm going to you know, kiss Ben. Like, let's just, let's just kiss everyone. And like, then I'll end up with someone and that's great. And whatever. And I think, does she end up with Bill in the, in the book? Well, they have sex. Um, in the hotel and her husband follows her back to Derry and it's it's a lot more intense and it's mm-hmm. a lot more um desperate like mm-hmm. they're there and I don't mean desperate like pathetic I mean desperate like end of the world kind of desperation mm-hmm. like the pattern of childhood repeating as an adult um they do really well in that eddie is oblivious to it and beverly is painfully aware of it Mm -hmm. she knows that she's she there's no delusion as to what what's happening what her weakness is and and why she's with this fucking asshole um, mm-hmm. But he's also a mo- like he is a monster like her father, and they kind of gave her a short-lived sort of girl power moment, but it undercuts what's a really powerful abuse story um, that she comes through the other side of her life. Now, granted, Beverly in the book is strong and has nuance, but there are some weepy hysterical moments. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're also, I think, realistic for somebody who's been shitty in a shitty abusive situation like that. So I I feel like there was a lot left to be said 
that just wasn't dealt with mm-hmm. and it was, it was overall disappointing yeah it was it felt very one note mm-hmm. and that was hard because i feel like she is a character that i really loved and rooted for in the first one and by the end of the second one she gets a happy ending but i'm just like ah, I, I i genuinely i get why they did it but i wish that hadn't been her last fucking line i had the best dream i was just like <sighs> no Ugh. No, because like the whole thing is because she saw the deadlights. She can right. she has nightmares and can see everyone's death, and that's awful and terrifying. And she remembers like so she uh, that I have to say what was far more powerful was the 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 um her dream that she wakes up from when she gets the call where they're all together again in the field, and she's telling them what they look like as as old adults and like when she looks at stanley and he asks how and she's like like you but taller but like you can see the devastation because she saw his death right. um in that moment and that was really that was beautiful mm-hmm. i just wish i saw it for the rest of the movie yeah there's there and some of the stuff they added with the kids the hanging out in the clubhouse it worked really well um the shower caps the shower caps like it was that was amazing it did they did a really nice job with a lot of this like i i got emotionally affected by bill riding his bike again as an adult like how it broke i like that they had some some of those like they had some funny moments in some serious places that actually worked and i saw that like spark of chemistry Mm -hmm. that could have been yeah but i agree like when they're burning the totems yeah and and they're like complaining about like they're like you you chose a coin it's gonna burn forever well you chose you chose a inhaler that's like that's gonna be fumes um but yeah that was that was a funny moment yeah no there was some there was some oddball humor and like Eddie and the leper. <laughs> that was. I just. That was the humor that just crossed the line for me. Where I'm like, I don't know what I'm watching right now. What? what yeah. Who? How did that make it to the final cut with the music? I mean, without it. Eh, okay, I I would still not care for it, but like, the music. And Henry, uh, I have to say, though, the Henry stabbing him in the cheek scene, like, that was more classic Eddie. Like, Mm -hmm. his reaction, like, he's like, you're fucking, you you, you fucking stabbed me in the face? Yeah. Like, that was a great moment. And then he's, like, looking, he's like, is it bad? It worked. He was very good casting. Mm -hmm. Um, And speaking of, though, quick side note, that kid who played Henry. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, the adult Henry, oh, he did a great job being real, f- and he looked super similar too. Oh yeah, but he was he was scary. I was yeah. glad when he died. I was like, I don't need you around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that was some that was some scary shit. He stalks them for quite a bit in the in the book, so I was a little little sad that it was over as quick as it was, only two encounters, but still, good casting, good execution. Mm-hmm. Um and good execution. <laughs> <laughs> that was quite the execution. I like how whenever they killed someone or something or like strangled something, like they were just like 
I felt like they did kind of react in a way that like most people would be they're like, I just like I just did that. Like, why? Yeah. <laughs> why is this my life? The only the only uh reactions that I was really disappointed with were honestly Bill. Um James yeah. McAvoy was my big disappointment for this one because I just felt like he was, they sold him as the star. They too. did, and he and he and he is, but he wasn't, and I didn't buy him as the I mean, leader. He didn't carry it at all. Yeah, I didn't buy him as the leader. I didn't buy Big Bill. He's supposed to be Big Bill, and I just, I didn't, I f- I could feel his relationship with Georgie and that stuff really clearly, um, but his relationship to the other losers, I just, I think he felt that they very detached. There wasn't enough time to do both. There wasn't mm-hmm. enough time to focus on Georgie and focus on the losers. And they made a call, and I get it. Um, but it was he, he was my biggest disappointment in this one. Which sucks because, I mean... He's great. He's a phenomenal we saw, actor. We saw Glass. We know what he's capable of. Yeah. He's, he's an amazing actor. Yeah. And so I was super confused. And maybe he just had the highest to fall for me. Mm-hmm. Not the farthest. The highest. Um. And I do have to give a shout out to Bill Skarsgård. He once again did a really good job. I mean, it's very much the same. I I I'm always, you know, happy to see though how he manipulates um based on the character. Like I and I mean, I wish we had seen a few more kid deaths. That sounds Oh yeah. Really morbid, but like how he got that girl to come closer and everything. Like I like oh. that he did that with Georgie. You saw that a lot with the kids, and I get that there weren't like as many kids in this. this. The town felt very weirdly empty, and maybe that was intentional to make them feel like isolated. Mm-hmm. But uh, since you didn't get those kids' deaths and you had mainly like adults, it was interesting because there, I mean, you didn't get to see that as much. And his manipulation of the losers separately, they were good. Yeah. I liked the scene between him and Richie the best. I thought that was I there was something very frightening to me about him at, like kind of attacking in daylight. Yeah. Because daylight felt always felt a little safer. And so, you know, that that scene was was kind of scary like how everyone just freezes and like that the Adrian comes back and hands him his the flyer for his funeral and stuff. Like that right. was an interesting scene and an interesting way for him to relate. And I thought that there was some good chemistry between the two of them. But I don't think he got a lot to do. He, it was pretty repetitive for him. But he's very good at it. He was very solid throughout the yeah, whole film. Absolutely. Yeah. So no, I agree though. James McAvoy was very disappointing. I was really shocked by like ha- also the complete lack of chemistry between like him and Beverly. <laughs> and like there was just nothing. Like, there was nothing. When they kissed, I was just like, this looks like that looks uncomfortable. <laughs> like this is weird to me. I want to talk about the other bill. The man, the myth, the legend. I want to talk about Bill Hader specifically, but Richie as a whole, I mean, he fucking carried this film. Oh, yeah. Like, he was, I, I really wasn't, I really wasn't, like, thinking one way or another. I was like, he does look like an older 
version and like that was great and i know phil finn wolfhard he had been the request mm-hmm. when they were like hey who would you want to play you and and he was like i think bill Hader. and bill Hader has openly said like that's why i got asked in huh. and he's like he's like i don't know how this kid has so much pull in hollywood but he does because that's the only reason i got called in um but he comes in and from the get-go just a really interesting character a really interesting evolution. I, it was exactly what I wanted to see with all of the uh, with all of them. Um, it is a clear evolution of who he was as a kid, having grown up. I I liked honestly, just the growth. There was an amazing moment where you think he's going to be really earnest in uh in the Chinese restaurant when he's like, "Oh, you you didn't you didn't know I was married? You didn't know I was married?" Me and, me and your mom are really, really happy. And like, but like that was a great moment. And it like, but it, I loved that moment and it really set the tone because it actually felt genuinely like I could have seen Finn Wolfhard saying that same line. Tonal, tonal match, their, their perfection. Yes. And so let me talk about him more. Uh, <laughs> he has, I mean, they allude to what his, his, uh, his secret, his fear is which is very interesting. Um, obviously, homophobia is kind of like, with the first death at the beginning of the film, it kind of is a, a through line in this, but they have a really great flashback with Finn Wolfhard and a kid uh, named Connor at an arcade who happens to be related to Henry. Mm-hmm. And that's a really great moment, and then he has an interaction with Pennywise and everything. And But I have to say, like, I didn't really make... I, I mean, I assumed what was going on, but you kind of assume Eddie is gay. Like, that's kind of what you assume based on just the energy and, like, marrying someone that, like, is basically, like, his mom and just, like, how it's portrayed. And I think in the miniseries, they allude to it. Mm-hmm. Or, like, they, 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 they there's some sort of reference to it. But anyway, he would have been the more logical, like, choice based on personality so it kind of came out of nowhere but also it was wonderful in that like he was going through this but when it isn't until eddie dies that you really like the devastation like it's clear like they're close and that they're like shitting on each other is 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 friendly but like you like his reaction in the water when he's like starts crying and i mean of course he jokes he, he makes a joke afterwards which is very richy but like it is so real. And then at the end, when they reveal, like, he wrote a na- initials into that, um, into that bridge, that it was, hi- it was his and Eddie's initials. Yeah. And that's, like, the reveal. But you really find out, like, this is actually, like, it's less of a scary movie, and it's just really fucking sad. I, I feel like the, the reveal felt really cathartic for his character, but also the fact that he never, like, he never, like, made that sort of, pronouncement it was never like a clear thing it was never ever said it was just it was just there it was just real it was just truth and he wasn't afraid necessarily of it at the end and maybe that's what it is it's the lack of fear of being who you are of you know your pat that your lack of fear of past and everything and but it was so it could have been so over the top right but they played it so well and bill Hader, i just I know he's talented. I've always known he's talented and he's great at being funny, but 
it was impressive the number of emotions he went through in this film. Like, how many times did he, like, try and run away? Like, I think once or twice at least. But, yeah. like, he, but those moments are, like, you know, really challenging for him, and he's really struggling with it. And he does a great job with it. But then he is such an earnest character at the end, which was, took me aback. But he was amazing. Agreed. He's the absolute highlight of this movie. His whole... His whole performance is just wonderful uh, and nuanced and Finn Wolfhard does a good job. Look, the first one was really cool mm-hmm. and this one is just different. It's not terrible. It's not, it's not a shitty movie, but it's just doesn't, they, they took about a third of the book and made it into a movie and then they took the other two thirds and made it into this movie. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's a lot. It's too much. Um, Mm -hmm. but Bill Hader was a shining star in this film and I would love it if he was in the, uh, the new miniseries that they're going to make in 10 to 20 years, (laughs) because this will get remade. It's going to happen. There will be a third version of it. It's going to be like the horror equivalent of a star is born, but they're just thinking of Spider-Man. Yeah. (laughs) But uh, when when they when they remake this, what what are some notes you should give them? What what are, what are your what are your rewrites? Um, this premise shines most when they are together. So I think you should separate them at times, but I do not think that the, they should be going at it all alone. Like, I, you shouldn't just be bringing them back together for the the final battle. There should be, particularly in adulthood, because, like, the thing is, they worked together a fair amount, and then there was a point where they kind of separated, and that was really kind of traumatizing in the first one when they were, when they separated for a second. Like, and then when they got back together, they were like, okay, you never got that relief. I was just constantly like, no, find each other again. Like, I just, I wanted them to find each other. And that's my biggest thing is, the Losers Club is a club. They're supposed to be together. It makes it more devastating with the, due to the absence of Stanley. It makes, it, it makes those deaths mean something more because they're, they're stronger together. Yeah. And so I think that's where the beauty really shines in it. That's my biggest note is I really I, – I think it's hard when you have a, a two films so close together – that you can compare them because that was such an in, it was such an interesting first film and so of course there's so much expectation with the second but i i think you need to film it all together so that you're not just like going back and doing like all each other cuz like the thing is you need to cast two groups together have them really like together and then start filming like simultaneously because that's the only way you're going to get that keep that chemistry going yeah. in my opinion but i want to i want a lot more beverly in the backstory she's the only girl give her give her something like let us yeah. root for her and like let us feel her pain let us feel her devastation let us feel her insecurity let us feel her like when she falls we want to feel it when she rises we want to uh, we want to root for her like that's what you want i didn't like I didn't root for her beyond I was like I want the good guys to win like I I want yeah. the I want the alien to go away like I don't I don't want him to kill any more children but 
I think that's, I think that's my biggest thing is to give them, I want them to have a backstory. I want them to have a three-dimensional character, but I want them also to be able to come together and for those characters to really have some meat to work with. I also think like, you know, don't, don't underplay Mike. I think he has a really, he's a, he has a devastating character. I would, I felt so badly for him. There's the scene in the first movie. Like, I don't want to have to relate to the first movie though, to like, I did, I didn't think much of him in this one. Yeah. It was very weird. I'm like, stop lying, dude. Just stop lying. Or if you're going to lie, I want to know why you're lying. I want to like, lie better. Yeah. Um, I thought, like, he and Bill had a few moments of almost, like, good chemistry. Like, when he drugged yeah. him. Like, there was potential there. Uh, and uh, those those moments were like a glimmer. Or Eddie and Richie, another glimmer. Ben and Beverly had absolutely no chemistry so as well. So I was just like, okay. Um, you guys can hang out. That's cool. Whatever. I don't know what to do with you right now. Um, but... The most devastating thing, I think, in the entire uh, series for me was when Mike is getting beaten up, he looks over, he sees Pennywise in the, in the tall grass, and he basically like looks at him like, yeah, I'd rather the fucking clown kill me. Like, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm miserable. Mm -hmm. And that was fucking devastating. And like, I don't, I mean, he wasn't afraid of him, which is why he was around. Like, I mean... Yeah. It, uh, like, but that was devastating, and that should be carried through. And so, yeah, those are those are my. I, I I could get more into concrete notes, but like, I feel like it's if we're talking a mini series, those are my overarching yeah. notes for a series. Because that's the thing, a movie is a story that happens one time, right? And traditionally, television was episodic week after week new adventure same bad time same bad channel and moved to serialized storytelling so we're in this weird place uh, streaming wars content where we want the grandioseness of a film but we want all of the goodies and the depth and richness of a series here's my pitch okay yeah. two seasons of eight episodes each each episode focuses on one of the losers or Pennywise is like our, our way in. So we start episode one is Big Bill getting the call and cutting back and forth with the beginning of their childhood bits. Mm -hmm. And then episode two, we go on to um, Beverly, whoever. And we work our way through until we get to... Um, stanley and we get to pennywise whatnot like take our time give everyone a focus episode of like their younger self their older self cast both at the same time exactly like you said shoot 16 hours worth of this thing and really go for it do all of it get the nuances get the flashbacks get the stories get the like 45 child murders that are in this thing because there's several that he'll just like describe in a paragraph of like this person was you know disappeared and then their shoe was found later no one looked into it like there's all there's so many people who die and it's so terrifying so when you're cutting back and forth between the adults remembering 
and flashing back to all the childhood stuff, you know they're in mortal danger. Yes, you know that they get out of there, but you know that tens, scores of people are dying around them. And we lost that sense of dread and urgency, I think, mm-hmm. in a big way. And I think there'd be a way to introduce the cosmic elements a little easier by sprinkling it throughout the first seven hours. And then the season one finale is the it perspective chapter. And you really get to understand what it is. And then the the first time they get it and think they've killed it. And then we pop back up on it. It's still alive, but it needs to sleep. It needs to rest. And then we come back for season two. And yeah, it would cost a lot of fucking money to do it right. But it would make a shit ton of... It'd be very valuable, lucrative content. Mm-hmm. It would it would be extremely valuable. So, uh, no, yeah. I think I think that's I think that's beautiful because I think you did, you hit upon a really good point of the the it wasn't really fearful in the second one. There are scary parts, but it felt kind of cheap because like it was mm-hmm. repetitive, yeah, and unnecessary. My one biggest note, if we're going if we're going to try and stay true to the book, there's one thing I just we need to keep out. Yeah, the child sex scene. Thank you. Yeah, I was just gonna go baby orgies. Yeah, baby orgies. Baby babies, orgies. babies trying to have babies. Okay, so Dan. The last thing. What would you call this? Uh, I would call it it. Chapter, do not hire Jessica Chastain. <laughs> that was clever. I call it memento. Nah. A Secret Weapon Production.